Alrighty, guys, welcome to another episode of the Go For Two podcast. I'm your host, Cargo. In today's episode, it's going to be my mock draft 3.0. Um, so we have about seven days until the NFL draft. So I'm super excited. I'm trying to put out some more content here in this next coming week. It's going to be um, another episode with a, a three-round mock draft. So look out for that here pretty soon. And before I get into today's mock draft, I uh, just wanted to touch on a couple different things here. Uh, baseball has just started, so uh, super exciting um, for the season to get going. Love going to baseball games. One of my all-time favorite pastimes. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested in you know putting some bets in, let me know. And then uh, with the NBA right now, we have the NBA playoffs going on. Um, and I kind of wanted to give you all some – little inside information on how I think it's going so far. So um, I think you kind of have to start off with the Kings and Warriors. Um, I love the storyline for the Kings. You know, they made that video about them, you know, not being able to make the playoffs and, you know, signing guys and some guys were overrated. So uh, for them to be up to against the uh, defending champion Golden State Warriors, um, absolutely love it for the city of Sacramento. Not too far from Oakland, I'm sure that's a been a great rivalry so far. And then with the whole Draymond Green situation, um, obviously Draymond has a track record of doing things like this. I don't think he had any malicious intent, but um, at the same time, you know, you got to do better uh, than that. And, you know, looking at the Suns, I see the Suns taking the Clippers out here pretty soon. Um the, the Suns look like they're playing like a different version of basketball with all the shooters that they have. And so for the Grizzlies and Lakers, I'm pretty surprised that the Grizzlies beat the Lakers last night, um, especially without John Morant. Um, I love the attitude and energy that Dylan Brooks is showing. Um, what I've learned in the NBA is all villains are good villains. It just makes playoff basketball that much more intense and interesting. It's great. Um, I don't think he should have to just be humble and bow down to our humble king, LeBron James. I mean, it's kind of going back and forth, so I kind of feel like, you know, hey, let's just let him have it out. We know LeBron's going to be one of the greatest players of all time when it's all said and done. Um, And I think a perfect example of this intensity is like the NCAA Women's Championship um, with Angel Reese and um, Caitlin Clark, you know, you know, oh, he, somebody shouldn't do that. Somebody shouldn't do this. But it's kind of just going both ways. So um, let's just make sure we keep it even playing field for everybody. Um, and then the uh, Denver Nuggets are having their way with the Timberwolves. I thought the Timberwolves would, you know, play a little bit better. But uh, Jokic might be the next MVP here again. And going over to the East, uh, the Bucks are two up against the Heat without Giannis. Uh you know, I know Chris Middleton's always been super underrated, so um, I I feel like they'll have an easy run, and it'll be interesting to see when we can get guys like John Moran and Giannis to come back healthy. Uh, Boston, I think, really has a good chance this year. Uh, they're kind of staying under the radar, which is good. I think that's right where they need to be. They don't need to be the favorites in every matchup. And then the Cavs over the Knicks. Um, I like the Cavs. Donovan Mitchell is uh, playing lights out, but uh, let's not forget about Jalen Brunson also. Um, he is really that guy. And then, of course, the 76ers are dominating Joel Embiid. 
um, is uh, another guy who's just absolutely playing lights out. Um, so some current events here in San Antonio, Fiesta has officially started. Um, and if you don't know what Fiesta is, it's basically a, a celebration slash salute to all the warriors of the Battle of the Alamo and San Jacinto. Um, it's basically just a week-long um, party that is basically, you know, celebrating food and drinks and, and everything that San Antonio has to offer, which is always fun. So make sure you go check it out. And some NFL news, obviously, Jalen Hurts is now the highest paid quarterback in the league. And as he should be, the um, I love that, you know, that people have really shown his story on Twitter, you know, from being, you know, the uh, starting quarterback at Alabama, playing the national championship, getting benched for Tua, you know, having the, you know, he's truly, I feel like, a very humble player. You know, he was just super happy for Tua in that moment and happy to be a part of it. And, you know, from being benched by, you know, Doug Peterson to now playing in a Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes and really just come, coming up a couple plays short. So absolutely love that for him. Even though I'm a Cowboys fan, you know, love Jalen Hurts here. Um, hopefully Lamar Jackson will be up next. I know that the Baltimore Ravens, it feels like they are trying to make things work, but um, I guess for Lamar, it's about the guaranteed money, making sure he gets paid, and as he should as well. And then the interesting news as of lately is uh, Trey Lance. Um, apparently the 49ers are listening to calls from other teams. Um, whether these rumors are true or not, um, some of the places I see kind of fit for him would be uh, possibly with the Houston Texans. Very similar. Uh, the coaching staff does come over from the uh, – uh, San Francisco 49ers, where Trey Lance currently plays. Um, another fit possibly could be with the um, Baltimore Ravens. We don't know what the situation with Lamar is. And then as well, another team, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, Tennessee Titans as well. Okay, well, let's go ahead and just jump into my mock draft 3.0. Um, in this one, uh, typically I've done a couple of trades, but this one I – Decided not to do any of the trades just because, um, obviously, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Once you start trying to come up with all these different trades, it just kind of gets, you know, even messier here and there. So, uh, first off, we have Carolina Panthers. Obviously, they traded up from the ninth spot to the first spot to take uh, what looks to be all signs pointing to quarterback C.J. Stroud of Ohio State. Arguably the most accurate quarterback in this draft. Uh, the only negative thing I'll say on C.J. Stroud, I think he's going to be a great NFL pro. Um, just the talent level, which he played at at Ohio State. Now he comes to Carolina where he doesn't have, you know, all three, you know, number one uh, first round picks in wide receivers and running back and offensive linemen. So that would be an interesting transition. And can he elevate the play of others? In Houston, uh, the second overall pick, um, a lot has been said over the last couple of days that Houston Texans possibly taking a defensive player here, Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, and then possibly trading up from the 12th spot to the third spot to take Bryce Young. I just think if they are going to do it, they need to make a deal now before the draft starts because once the draft starts, the price will go up, and especially if they take uh, Will Anderson and they don't have the third overall pick secured, 
uh, somebody can just swoop in and take Bryce Young, and um, Houston will be left without a quarterback until the 12th overall pick, and who knows what's going to be left there. But I think ultimately, you know, you got to just, you know, kind of not play it safe, but you got to get your quarterback of the future. And I think Bryce Young out of Alabama um, does really remind me a lot of Drew Brees. Obviously, the size uh, shouldn't be an issue. Um, Extremely arm talented, and I truly feel he can elevate the play of others around him. With the third overall pick, we have the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and I get it. Um, it makes sense that they go edge player Will Anderson out of Alabama. Um, with all the losses they've had on the defensive line, I mean, you lose J.J. Watt and Zach Allen. Um, I think new head coach Jonathan Gannon comes over from the Philadelphia Eagles where they played with Fletcher Cox for so long, a cornerstone player. And I think he's found his Jalen Carter, who possibly could be better. Now the obvious downfall is the off-the-field issues. Um, hopefully that gets resolved. Um, and I still think he's going to be the, uh, I still believe he should be the first defensive player off the board, but, um, a lot of people don't think that's going to be the case. With the fourth overall pick, we have the Indianapolis Colts. I have them taking quarterback Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Uh, new head coach Shane comes over from Philadelphia where he had Jalen Hurts, where Anthony Richardson has a lot of those skill sets that Jalen Hurts has. Um, my Player comp for Anthony Richardson would probably be Cam Newton, um, a faster Cam Newton. And I think with him and Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, that's going to be a scary duo um, in the AFC South. At fifth overall, we have the Seattle Seahawks. This pick comes over from the Denver Broncos for the Russell Wilson trade. And, uh, um, I mean, like I said, if you know Jalen Carter or Will Anderson are here, I think it would be a win-win situation for Seattle. Um, Seattle needs help stopping the run. Jalen Carter would be the perfect fit, but Will Anderson will fit in just fine. He also fits um, best available and fits a need. At six, we have the Detroit Lions. This pick comes over from the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I went back and forth with this one. Um, You know, obviously, you know, adding an edge in Tyree Wilson. You have Aiden Hutchinson on the other side. You have a duo that can get after the quarterback for 10, 15 years to come. I feel like if Will Anderson is here, I think that's a done deal. You take him. I think if uh, Jalen Carter is here, you got to take him as well. But um, ultimately, um, I know that they've invested a lot in the defensive line and in in free agency, they've addressed the secondary quite a bit. But um, I think you get another blue chip player and cornerback Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. Kind of feels like a Dan Campbell type of player. And a lot of the guys in the secondary right now for the Lions are on a one-year deal. So you kind of also have to look at, a, you know, it could be fun to add an edge rusher, but I think it just makes more sense to add a cornerback here. At number seventh overall, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, this team can really go a number of different ways. Uh, quarterback Will Levis is still there. Offensive line, you know, upgrading that position. An edge player, you know, edge uh, Tyree Wilson makes a lot of sense. Chandler Jones is getting up there in age. He is coming off an injury. But ultimately, I think in this division with teams like the Chiefs, Chargers, and Broncos, you need guys who can cover in the back end. The Raiders gave up the fourth most passing yards last year, and I had them going with cornerback Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Uh, Extremely athletic, and I feel like he could play multiple positions in the secondary. At number eight, we have the Atlanta Falcons. This one's going to be a, uh, 
a really interesting pick for me. I have them going with running back Bijan Robinson out of Texas. Um, Arthur Smith, you know, comes over from, you know, his time in Tennessee where they had Derrick Henry. Um, they brought back a lot of pieces on their offensive line. On defense, I think they've done a really good job in adding a lot of veterans to help out um, that side of the ball. Uh, the one thing I feel like he really is missing is his superstar running back, and I think that's going to be B. John Robinson. Um, has safe on Barkley type abilities, um, can do it all, and I think he's going to be able to, you know, put some some uh, butts in the seats, as they say, sell tickets for the Atlanta Falcons, who have not been relevant, and this is a very winnable division for them. The Chicago Bears at pick number nine, I have them going with edge player Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. The Chicago Bears only had 20 sacks last year, which was last in the NFL. Um, their leading sack player was uh, safety Jaquan Brisker, so obviously that's an issue. I feel like they've done a good job at addressing the offensive line, so they haven't done too much for the defensive line, so I feel like this is a really good fit for them. At pick number 10, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. This pick comes over from the New Orleans Saints. Um, here you have to just take the best available. I would have loved for them to have gotten the chance to get Bijan Robinson. You add him to this offense, you know, it's going to be, um, going to be fireworks. It could be like something like the greatest show on turf, but, um, obviously Bijan's not there. Uh, safety is a position they need to address, but I think Brian Branch here, uh, safety out of Alabama would be a little too high. So, um, you just got to take the best available player, and I think that's going to be Edge, Miles Murphy out of Clemson. Um, NFL-type abilities, he's ready to go um, for this Eagles defense. They like to have a deep defensive line anyways. At pick number 11, the Tennessee Titans, this was also another tough one. They can go quarterback, um, offensive line, but ultimately I think they need to add another wide receiver opposite of Traylon Burks. Um, I think they've done a pretty good job at addressing the offensive line in free agency. So I'm going with wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State. At pick number 12, we have the Houston Texans. This pick comes over from Cleveland. Um, I have them going with edge rusher Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Um, he's just a, a freak of nature. Um, I think for D'Amico Ryans, he needs to find some help on the defensive line, and either that's def trying to find his future DeForest Buckner or Nick Bosa, and I think Nolan Smith has that type of boomer bust <clears throat> abilities, so um, that's why I like him the most. At pick number 13, it still belongs to the New York Jets. Um, is this pick going to be involved with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, who knows? So that's why, you know, I, I, I find it very hard for them not to get Aaron Rodgers with, with keeping this pick. That just doesn't make sense. We've seen, like, the Matthew Stafford trade, the Russell Wilson trade, how much draft capital they had to get to get those guys. So um, Aaron Rodgers should warrant at least a first round, a second round, and a first round next year. But we'll just have to wait and see. Um, with the Jets, I have them taking off at the tackle Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. Um, had a great pro day. Um, you know, we don't really know what Makai Beckham is going to be like coming off the injury, the Achilles injuries, and also they have issues at right tackle. At pick number 14, we have the New England Patriots. I have them going with offensive tackle Peter Shranuski 
out of Northwestern. He has some flexibility to play left tackle, right tackle, possibly guard. Um, the offensive line has struggled to protect Mac Jones. And um, I know that they maybe want to go secondary, but um, I feel like offensive line is going to be a bigger need here. At pick number 15, we have the Green Bay Packers. Um, they can go a number of different ways here. Um, I would like for them to go tight end, uh, Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. But I think here you have to take a wide receiver. Uh, you need somebody opposite of Christian Watson to grow with, um, you know, Jordan Love. So I have them going with wide receiver Quinn Johnson out of TCU. I think he's going to be a good complement to the speed. Um, Quinn Johnson has sure hands, and that's what I really like. Um, he could be a safety blanket for Jordan Love here. At pick number 16, we have the Washington Commanders. Uh, it doesn't look like they're going to take a quarterback here, uh, which is still baffling to me. Um, so I have them going with cornerback Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. Um, in this division with the Cowboys, Eagles, and Giants, you need guys who can cover in the back end. Pick number 17, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have them going with um, offensive line Broderick Jones out of Ohio State. Um, obviously, keeping Kenny Pickett healthy and helping out this run game, I think he's going to do both of that, and he's going to give them a little bit of a nasty um, attitude on this offensive line, something that they haven't had in years past. At pick number 18, we have the Detroit Lions. Um, once again, the Detroit Lions can kind of go a number of different ways here. They could possibly take a quarterback of the future. Um, they could take another edge player. But I think you need to help stop the run, and you add um, Brian Brees out of Clemson to this defensive line. You put him next to Aiden Hutchinson. Um, you know he's a guy that does have potential bust here, but um, you need to try to to try to find a way to solidify this defensive line. Pick number nineteen, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, they can go a couple different ways as well. Quarterback Will Levis is still sitting on the board. Um, I think you just ride it out with Baker. You still have Kyle Trask, too, a guy you drafted a couple of years ago. Um, you need to um, find a right tackle. So I think they can go with uh, Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. I think he'd be a plug-and-play um, at right tackle for them. At pick number 20, we have the Seattle Seahawks. Um yeah, this is another team that needs help stopping the run. Um, they could go wide a quarterback. They could go wide receiver here. Um, you know, you could add somebody, you know, to possibly take over for Tyler, Tyler Lockett, who's turning 31 this year. But I think they can address that later in the draft. Um, you can even go interior offensive line, upgrade that offensive line, give Geno more protection. But I think you got to go to the defensive line again, and you add uh, Kajadzi. Canty out of Pittsburgh. Um, he's he's getting a lot of comparisons to Aaron Donald. They both went to school there. They have similar similar numbers and size. Uh, Seattle's obviously very familiar with Aaron Donald. They play him twice a year. So I think adding him to that defensive line, um, the Seahawks have a really good front seven here. At pick number 21, we have the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I think this offense just really needs uh, wide receivers to stay healthy, and they need a little bit of juice. And um, I have them taking wide receiver Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Um, I do believe he's going to be the best wide receiver of this draft class. Um, I feel like he can just kind of do it all. He has a, a great speed, acceleration, um, great hands. Um, I think I think a lot of teams are possibly going to try to trade up 
to try to take him from the Chargers. At pick number 22, we have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, here, obviously, quarterback is still an issue. I think they do get a deal done with Lamar. Um, you know, Trey Lance is a guy that possibly could be in the mix. You know, the 49ers did have some success with uh, Brock Purdy, and they've also brought in Sam Darnold as well. Um, so um, I still have them going to the defensive side of the ball. They still need to find another corner opposite of Marcus Peters. And I think Deontay Banks out of Maryland would be a perfect fit. He kind of reminds me of Marcus Peters. Big, long, physical corner. Um, I think he fits the uh, Ravens mold here. At pick number 23, this is going to be a little bit of a shock. Uh, I have the Minnesota Vikings taking quarterback Will Levis out of Kentucky. Um, you know, this is a pretty – once you get to the later teens of the draft, a lot of these teams don't have a lot of needs. So, for me, it's how can we upgrade a position – um, so, obviously, you can go wide receiver. Jordan Addison, I think, would be a great fit for this office, offense opposite of um, Justin Jefferson. But I do like K.J. Osborne and Jalen Rager. And I think bringing Will Levis, he doesn't have to start right away. Um, his player comp for me is obviously with the athleticism and the size, speed. It's going to be Josh Allen. So, if I'm Minnesota, I'm definitely making this pick here. I feel like Kevin O'Connell could develop him into a, a starter here in the future. At pick number 24, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them going with um, defensive back Brian Branch out of Alabama. They need another corner opposite of Tyson Campbell. Um, and I think Brian Branch is just very versatile. He can play outside, inside, and he can play safety in the box as well. The New York Giants, I have them... Um, they can go a number of different ways here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, wide receiver could be an option, uh, but it's just a very crowded room. I don't know if I want to add another wide receiver to this group here. Um, running back, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Saquon Barkley. Let's be honest. Um, he hasn't shown up for workouts, so um, could they go uh, with running back um, Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama? Um, I think they could address the running back maybe a little bit later. Um, I think they go, need to go to the secondary. Um, they add Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State. Um, really good ball skills. Uh, I think he'd be perfect for this defense, um, trying to get some turnovers. Um, once again, you need guys who can cover in this division with uh, wide receivers like C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, uh, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, and uh, Jahan Doxson. At pick number 26, we have the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, interior defensive lineman, Kajazi Chauncey would be a nice fit. Maybe they go Massey Smith. I think that'd be a little bit of a reach. Um, so if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I want to go back to protecting Dak. Let's add some depth to our offensive line, some youth. Uh, get back to what we did that made us great. And have them adding uh, interior offensive lineman, Osiris Torrance out of uh, Florida. Um, he could be a plug-and-play and possibly a future replacement for Zach Martin. At pick number 27, we have the Buffalo Bills. Um, originally, I had them going linebacker, uh, but they brought back A.J. Klein. I like that little addition. Um, so now I think they're going to go maybe elsewhere. Um, I feel like when you pick late in these drafts, sometimes teams tend to get a little safe. They just take an offensive lineman or they take another edge rusher. But 
for me, I, I want to add another weapon to this offense. So give me wide receiver Jordan Addison out of USC. Doesn't have great speed, a little bit of a slender body, but he doesn't have to be the number one. Um, he can work in the slot, you know, with Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis on the outside. Um, replacing Isaiah McKenzie um, is also a thing you want to do here. At pick number 28, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, once again, this is a team pretty loaded as far as the roster is concerned. Um, I could see them going one of two ways here. Um, possibly a running back. We don't know what's going to happen with Joe Mixon. I believe that he could be a guy that somehow could get traded on draft day. Um, if that was to happen, I still think they are in the mix to sign Zeke. They could probably sign Zeke for like a veteran mineral, minimal. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, tight end Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. I think he's going to help in the run game as far as blocking, and I think he's a really good pass catcher. Um, Notre Dame has been known to be a place that develops really good tight ends in the NFL. He actually might be a better prospect than Kyle Pitts was coming out of college. At pick number 29, we have the New Orleans Saints. Um, I have them going with edge rusher Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. His game kind of reminds me of Cameron Jordan in a way. I would like them to maybe possibly go with another uh, a speed edge rusher, but I think with this draft class being so deep, um, they could probably get another edge rusher later in the draft. At pick number 30, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, this could be uh, Massey Smith out of uh, Michigan. Uh, you, uh, you plug him in right next to um, Jordan Davis. You have over, like, what, 700 pounds right there in the offensive line, uh, defensive line. Fletcher Cox, obviously, on a one-year deal. Um, I think it might be a little bit high for him. So I actually have them going with cornerback Keely Ringo out of Georgia. I know they brought back James Bradbury. They're keeping Darius Slay. They brought in Greedy Williams. But I think Keely Ringo, he's a little bit raw. But um, I think if he can develop behind guys like James Bradbury, Darius Slay, once those guys are ready to go, um, you're going to have an all-pro uh, all corner here. Um, and safety could have been the other position to address, but I think uh, – Buda Baker probably will end up in Philly. If I know Howie Roseman, he's probably going to pull the trigger draft day and bring in uh, Buda Baker. And then at pick number 31, we have the defending Super Bowl champs. I have them going with an edge rusher, Will McDonald, out of Iowa State. Um, they need to add um, edge rushers. He's got a little bit of juice um, opposite of George Karloffis, um, who was their first-round pick last year. Yeah, so some, some things to note. Um, uh, I feel like Will Levis, um, I don't think he gets past pick number 23 for me. Um, I do see him possibly falling. Kind of reminds me of Malik Willis last year. We possibly thought he could be a top 10 pick. Ended up falling into the third. Um, I do think that Will Levis is a better prospect than Malik Willis. Obviously, Will Levis did play in the SEC. Didn't play well, but did play in the SEC. So um, you have to give him um, the edge there. You know, you're playing against top 10 uh, players and defenses. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, with him sliding a little bit, uh, I look for some teams to possibly like trade up into the first round and try to get him um, if they have the draft capital to do it. Um, Jameer Gibbs, I, I feel like he could easily go in the first round with a lot of these teams that kind of need a running back. Um, we talked about the Cowboys, uh, you know, Tony Pollard coming off an injury. The Giants don't know what's going to happen with Saquon. 
Um, and then the Cincinnati Bengals as well uh, with Joe Mixon's situation. Um, and then another thing too, the Aaron Rodgers trade is uh, really getting frustrating at this point. I feel like what could happen is, you know, after the draft or um, it happens to where they trade two future number ones um, so they can still use this draft to add some players here. And then the Cardinals look like they're cleaning house. Um, looks like DeAndre Hopkins and Buda Baker are ready to go. Uh, for me, I feel like D-Hop probably could end up with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I think I, that's the, probably the best fit. If I'm Kansas City, I'll send that second-round pick real real quick. And then Buda Baker, uh, Philadelphia, um, he's going to bring that, like, you know, C.J. Chauncey Garner, um, you know, attitude and mentality. Um, also, I, I hear that the Chiefs are possibly maybe making a move to move up to get Zay Flowers, so that'll be another thing to watch. Uh, but there you guys have it. That's my Mock Draft 3.0. Um, let me know what you guys think in the comments. All the feedback is very greatly appreciated. And uh, be, look, be on the lookout for my three-round Mock Draft where I go through the first three rounds, and I, I tell you who I think the teams will take or what I think they're going to do at that spot. Um, just always remember to go for two.